Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Today is a very, very, very special anniversary. I... I should just let you say it since you clearly know. So go ahead. I don't have any idea what you're talking that's about. That's embarrassing. February 16th? That's embarrassing. Mm, no. You don't know what today is the anniversary of? Mm, is it some political thing or U.S. world history thing you're going to throw at me? I hope not because I didn't sign up for that. Sports talk, yes. February 16th, 1996. 27 years ago today. And for you not to know, of all people... Is actually embarrassing. By the way, that's Sal Licata. He's filling in for Craig. And I'm Evan Roberts. How are you? So, Hi. go ahead. I don't know. I have no clue. Fill me in. It's not sports related. Not I sports apologize. related? It is not sports related. But you should know better than anybody since you like to play dress up. <laughs> Today what? is the 27-year anniversary of the debut of Happy Gilmore. Ah! How do you not know that? Man, who the hell knows what anniversary, what day a movie came out? What are you kidding me? Sal, the reason I figured you know is that I've heard, based on your tweets, that when you go to Adam Sandler concerts, you dress up as Adam Sandler. I did, So yes. based on that kind of passion... By the way, what kind of concert is, is Craig attending that he took off for today? <laughs> it's called, I'm sitting on my ass. Oh, okay. Drinking a pina sure. colada, that's the concert. Yeah, you guys are giving Sounds me like crap. Sounds like a country for- song. <laughs> You guys, Evan has no idea what that uh, C-Mac just made a joke there. Anyway, oh, come you, on. you guys are, you making fun of me for taking off going to a Sandman concert and dressing up like a, the wedding singer. I loved it. I had a great time. My mother and I went. We had a great time. Is that what you dressed up as, the wedding singer? Yes. Do you agree? You with, familiar with that movie? The wedding singer is one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't know with you sometimes. Oh, yeah. You say something not, seriously. Not only that, I don't know if you heard the show. Thank you, baby. His wedding song. Is that little, you know, two-minute Adam Sandler, I want to grow old with you. That's oh, right. Oh, yeah, it's very That's nice. Right. No, I've seen Adam Sandler in concert. I thought I was dress- maybe the other one. My wedding song was the pretty, pretty, please, yeah. of all my knees, <laughs> kill me. No, I'm just, just kidding, <laughs> honey. I love you. Love stinks. Have, yeah, right. Love stinks. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, you're really going to get in the doghouse today. No, 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 she doesn't care. She hates me anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How much worse could it be? No, I love Adam Sandler. I went to Adam Sandler in Vegas. Believe it or not, it was on our honeymoon. We did like a honeymoon tour, if Adele you or Sandler? Now that, that, which one's better? Yeah, of course the Sandman. Come on. Look, Adam Sandler was more my wheelhouse. Right. Adele was, I'm a tremendous husband, okay? I know. You got to take one for the team. I've been there. But, but she did a great job, by the way. Right. She did an excellent job. She made it a show. When we saw Adam Sandler, he had a bunch of surprise guests. He was hilarious. But I didn't see anybody dress up as him. 
So do you know what happened? Why I dressed up is because, well, two reasons. One, I once was the wedding singer many years ago for Halloween. All right. So that's number one. And actually, it was Moose and I and Hadassah went down to Atlantic City for a weekend. and uh, Dressed up week. as? Yeah, dressed up. Yeah, Moose, <laughs> Moose was, um, what's the dude from The Hangover? Uh, uh, Galifianakis? Yeah, yeah. He was him from The Hangover. Hadassah was like Weekend at Bernie's, whatever it was. Anyway, so I was the wedding singer. So I had the idea for that costume. And then I was looking at some of the tour that Sandler was on prior to coming to UBS. And I saw people in, like, it was somebody who was dressed up as Scuba Steve or somebody who was dressed up as <laughs> the water bottle. I was like, hey, wouldn't that be fun to go there as the wedding singer? So that's really a thing? I guess. I didn't know it was, but it is a thing that people were doing it. That's and crazy. I me. felt like I, I would have some fun. My mother loves costumes, so I gave so her. So is the wedding singer your favorite Sandler movie? Um, that's an impossible call. No, no it's had, not an impossible call. You can answer it. I can't it pick is. just one. Like, I think I, it's up there. What was my rankings last week? So I didn't forget it, Big Mac. It was Wedding Singer. Little yeah. Nicky. No, 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 Daddy. no. Hold on. Big Daddy. Big Daddy was your other one. Little Nicky gets honorable mention. Click. It was a what? good movie. It was yeah, a good, very yeah. underrated movie. It was Little Nicky. I got to watch that again, but I remember not loving yeah, it. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Billy Madison, and I'm not putting it in any particular order right now. Just giving you Madison, Happy Gilmore, 51st Dates. And Wedding Singer will probably be like top four just off the top Big of my Daddy head. Big Daddy you don't put up there? Fifty First Dates was great. Yeah, I like that one too. Maybe I that's my top my five. Own ass. Maybe that's top five. It's one yeah. of the great lines in all of cinema. I've been thinking a lot about that with him watching the kid. Like that's kind of how I'm gonna feel this weekend. Yeah, yeah. except that wasn't his kid. Well, <laughs> this is yeah, your I know. Kid. No, that is true. Do you remember and it's weird to think about because he played such a straight man? Who the father of that kid was in Big Daddy, the actor? Yeah, John Stewart. John Stewart. I know. And he played a straight man. Like, it wasn't even John being funny. It was just John being like, eh, I'm I love John Stewart. Oh, he's been, excellent. Yeah, been a fan of since MTV. So he did that uh, show on MTV. He had the John Stewart show. Remote control. No, no, but called. he also had the John Stewart show. I oh, okay, okay, okay. Years later. Anyway, it's that's why Sandler's the best. He gets all these, you know, all the recurring characters in his movies. I, I love him. I can't, it's impossible to rank. I movies, like though. Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. I, I always just get confused by them. They're basically the same movie. They came out within a year of each other. I know they're completely different. One guy's going back to school. The other one, he's a professional golfer. But it's just. Uh, you know, it like runs together. kind of lovable idiot kind of. I can, yeah. It's sort of the same character. You see I can see that. Thank you. The, the, they go back hand in hand, but they're great. You know what's a movie? I don't know if I put it at the very top of my list. I think it might make my top five, but nobody mentions it. I think him and Jack Nicholson in Anger Management is hilarious. That's a good movie, too. I think that's Goose a Fraba. great movie. Yeah. It's not Goose, bad. Goose Fraba. <laughs> I think that's a great movie. Dude, we he, can relate to that as angry sports fans, of course, <laughs> a lot of times. You got to dunk that. Yeah, exactly. You got to dunk that bleep. You got to dunk that bleep. I, I always Goose thought, too, what was that movie? And he wasn't in it, but I thought he should have been in it. The Jimmy Fallon movie with Drew Barrymore. Oh, Fever Pitch. Fever Pitch. I love that movie. So, good movie. Yeah. The problem is, I'm just, I kind of view Jimmy Fallon very similar to uh, Frank you? Healy. Oh. Very similar. Oh, will you stop? Not a fan of Jimmy I Fallon. I can picture you outside dancing in your Mets boxers when you get yes. the season tickets arriving. Oh, no, no, that's now me. Now it's digital, of course, but. That's 100% me. I just don't, I just don't think Jimmy Fallon's funny. That's just me. Yeah, that's I don't not, love I don't him think either. he's funny. I thought that movie was great, but I don't love him but either. But don't you, what I thought watching that movie was, if Adam Sandler plays that part, that's a hit. That's it, a bigger hit. I don't know. That's Adam Sandler. Even, like, I'll give you one. Remember the cable guy with Jim Carrey? Yeah, yeah. So Chris Farley was supposed to be the cable guy. Right. And I love Chris Farley. Love, love, love him. Probably even more than, than Sandler. But if I look back on that movie with Chris Farley as opposed to Jim Carrey as the cable guy, I don't think that it would have worked. You don't think it enhances it, maybe? 
No, I think Jim Carrey nailed it and did well, it so well that I can't imagine Chris Farley being oh, in that role. So I think Jimmy Fallon in that role. I sucked. He was terrible. No, I think he was good in that he's role. He's just not funny. Sandler's, maybe he's too funny for that role, which I took kind of seriously as a deranged sports fan. No, I, I love that part. And right. you're right. You hit on something that I glossed over. I apologize. That excitement of getting season tickets is dead. I, horrible. I hate that, that they do used that. to be a legitimate thing within four years, I'd say, especially with the Mets. The Nets went to digital before anybody, and basketball is different than baseball. I love basketball, but this is different. The Met tickets come and used to be an event, and now you get a box. Like Steve Cohen did a great job last year. We got a box, but there was no tickets in it. So it was a really cool box, and it highlights with the history of the Met franchise in the box. But there were no tickets. So you do lose that magic, magic they, moment. They should really do something about it. Does it cost that much? I only would get season tickets if I had the tickets in hand. I used to love it. Partial Rangers season ticket holder. We'd go to my friend's house. We'd do the draft. You had the tickets in yeah, hand. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's fun. That's the whole part. I want the book to rip them out. So you won't get tickets because they're not real tickets? I, it would deter me from getting season tickets. There's no need at this point <laughs> in my life. I always wanted season tickets, and a part of the appeal of the season tickets, having the booklet. I want to peel them from the booklet. So, let me tell you something about the booklet. Well, I love the excitement you have of the Nets, book. Knicks, and Mets. Well, the Knicks are more of a recent thing, so I can't relate to that. But you have all that. three, right? Season I do have tickets? all three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've had the Nets since they moved to Brooklyn in 2012, 2013. I've had the Mets. The Met one is weird. My dad had season tickets, and really when they moved to City, my dad basically said... It's yours now, pal. Right. So I took over paying and dealing with everything. So that really was 09, basically. And when the book would come... And that's why the Mets have sucked basically ever since. Yeah, it's my fault. 2009. I yeah. apologize. Right. No. I brought the bad juju by becoming the season ticket holder. So the book would come, be really excited. No doubt about it. I loved it. Then the process of peeling the tickets off was very tedious, okay? So... Let's not make it all music and, and sugar And it's easier plums. to sell now, I'm assuming, right? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, where well, you don't have to hand physical tickets to somebody. You just digitally well, transfer them. Not even just selling. I'll give you a great example. So last night, I didn't go to the Nets game. There was a thought of the back of my mind, hey, if I'm feeling all How right. How do you go to all these games? You got two young kids at home. What are you kidding me? My so, wife would kill me. So first of all, I don't. I didn't go last night. They're usually sleeping. And if they're sleeping and my wife is sleeping, it's just not that big of a deal. Right. I'm out for a few hours, I come back. But I don't go to as many games as I used to, in fairness. But last night, when I'm on the fence, I don't have to remember to bring the tickets with me. And that's the number one thing. Like, if I was going to go to a game, I'd have to rip the tickets out, make sure it's in my pocket, not lose the tickets. Right. You don't want to bend them or mush them up or the, anything. The yeah. whole thing, with, that part was much more complicated. Like, that part wasn't ideal. I just would like the option for both. I think digital is great. I just, I want tickets in hand. You take your kid, or my, I take my nephew to his first game. I have no ticket stub to commemorate that. Yeah. That sucks. Or I take my daughter to her first Mac game. I have no ticket stub. No, nah, you're right. I think there are some teams where you could go to the box office and request it. And yeah, but they still give you, you the, the printed version, which sucks. Like, you want the season ticket. Right? No, I, I, dude, I totally get it. I just want to remind you that after the book comes and the excitement's over, That's it. then you have to rip <laughs> each page out. And when there's 81 home games in a baseball season, my fingers would really start to hurt Poor after you. doing that. Yes. Poor, how'd you ever deal with having Met season tickets your whole life? I very, just don't understand. Very painful. Poor I you. got a lot of, what's it called? Yeah, like, blisters. Your feet, blisters yeah. all over the place. It's true. Andrew's in New Jersey. What's up, Andrew? Fellas, before I get into my point, I'm a season ticket giant holder of like four or five years right after they stopped giving tickets. And I miss the book. I want the book. I don't even care if I got to use them. Give me the damn book. Nice. <laughs> See? Yeah. It's also only eight games you have to pull out of the book, yeah, not 81. Yeah. <laughs> In fairness. Yeah. All right, all right. So here's my point, fellas. 
I'm going to lay into you for a second. I'm going to get on a soapbox. And then, Sal, I'm going to help you out, brother, all right? Okay. Evan, Evan, you are the, the host of the number one sports talk radio show in the country. Fact? Sure. Well, isn't Boomer and Geo <laughs> if we're being technical Craig's here? Punch uh, you in the face. <laughs> so I just want to, hey, I don't want to upset anybody here. And let me sit this one out, as a matter of fact. Take that back. You have season tickets to your most hated rival in town, the New York Knicks. Yeah. And you can't go into your pocket for a 20 spot for your kid's first two. What did you give him? Like five crumbled up singles, like four singles and four quarters? That's right. I mean, <laughs> that's right. I mean, He's got to earn that money. You tooth give him a Give him a 20 and then be a big guy. Put a hundred bucks in his college fund. Make, make it a thing, man. Come on. <laughs> I don't, I'll, I'll talk to, I'll talk to the tooth fairy. Obviously I don't control these things. So I will definitely take your uh, suggestion and I'll email her and see if the next time he loses a tooth, maybe she'll do a better job in supplying some more cash for my oldest son. Thank you, sir. Look, I, I just I just want Craigie to weigh in on this one. He's <laughs> he'll he'll Sal, crush me. Sal. That's what he'll do. Sal, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you some, some advice here. First of all, you don't change the number two diapers. I'm not even going to go there because I think we don't need to. But first weekend alone with the kid, right. okay? I'm, I'm, I'm close to your guys' age. i got a five-year-old and a two-year-old. Good Here's for you. Here's what you got to do. Yes. Okay? You are going to crush this. When she checks in, how's everything going, babe? Your answer, wonderful. Fine. Take a bunch of cute pictures. You send them. I don't care if she's on the roof and the house is on fire. Man, you got everything is fine. This is the easiest. I'm having so much time. And and lastly, you're not hosting the night show tonight. So after everything you said, I hope you have a comfy couch to sleep on tonight, brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, right. I know. That's a problem I have. I get used to the overnight. Nobody hears what I'm saying. Well, now she's going to hear it. And she's going to say, boy, I'll tell you. I mean, you probably said I'd say in the course of – Two hours, I'd say four to seven things that would get you in trouble. No, did I? I would say so. Big Mac's actually been keeping count. Is it? I I was more on the side of like five things he said that would get him in trouble. I said I love being married and having a kid. Yeah, you're saying that now. Now that we're on SNY, hello Grubhub, or hello (laughs) SNY, thank you Grubhub. I've got five things he said that would get him in the doghouse. You're keeping track. Is it higher than that or lower? Uh, I think it's seven. Seven. Uh, No no way. To be fair, it might have been the same thing twice. (laughs) Right. So only six. Come on. You guys are trying to get me in trouble now. I'm not trying to do anything, My wife was like, oh, you're doing afternoon drive? I was like, yeah, you know, Phil. And she's like, oh, can I watch? I was like, no, no, don't worry about it. (laughs) Just treat it like any other show. You don't pay attention to it. Don't need to know what goes on. He is right about one thing. Like on the times where I take both my boys out somewhere, when I get a call from my wife, like, hi, how are things going? It doesn't matter how they're going. Right, you just They're say amazing. <laughs> this is fantastic. I took them to the mall at the same time for the first time a few months ago. Just imagine that. A six-year-old, a two-year-old, the mall. The six-year-old wants to go in this store. The two-year-old is like, I'm just walking. This is fun and exciting. Oh, no. It's a, it's a hellscape. But when my wife called, oh, I got this under control, baby. Everything is going great. <laughs> Did you use that voice too? Oh, I got this under control, baby. No, if I say that, it's when a giveaway. Back home. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Dead giveaway. I can't do that. Yeah. Let's go to Antonio in Manhattan. What's up, Antonio? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? How's everything going? Excellent. Great. Yeah, yeah. I just, um, I'm calling you guys. I just saw Sal on, uh, on Twitter. He was posting that he was going to be on your show, on uh, Evan's show. So he's like, he was boasting. Guest. He was saying, I'm so excited to be here. Is that what you were doing? <laughs> no, I just let, yeah. let people know I wasn't, it was going to be on the show today. What do they do on Twitter? What would yeah. they do? What's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> Not cool, man. That's on calling, man. Because, like, as a little kid, man, this is a sad day. As a little kid, Tim McCarver, man, like, 
He was the guy. I remember, you know, when um, listening to the Mets. I'm, I'm 47, basically. So yep, um, yep, as yep. a little kid, I remember, you know, um, you know, you guys are a little bit younger than me, I guess. You know, and um, so I remember him and Ralph Kiner. Um, they were like a great team. And, they um, were the best, man. So, they were the best. And I like you're a little bit older, but we grew up with the same voices. Like those are the same voices. And there's one clip. It's before my time, but I always heard on the '86 highlight video. And I, I'm like 97% sure, sure it was Tim McCarver. Because mm-hmm. if it's somebody else, then I feel weird that I'm tributing this on the day he passed away. But the Mets are playing the Cardinals. Oh, yeah. Two and two to Howard Johnson. The Mets need a long ball. They might have and it. And I think they've got it. So much for faith. Oh, God. It gives me goosebumps. There was another one, a famous one from that video, but I don't, I'm not sure if it was McCarver. It might have been somebody else in San Diego where the out, oh no, maybe it was McCarver. Out at home, the throw to third, out at third. Just the Mets win at six to five. Mets win at six to five. Just your routine double play. As yeah. Evan and I are geeking out Mets wise here. But yeah, I mean, that's. Well, that's, he was the voice of our childhood. I, I don't think he did the Yankees enough. And I don't think there were enough games when he did it. Because if I'm not mistaken, when he did the Yankees locally, it was the late 90s and it was brief. And they weren't on a lot when he did it. I think he did Fox. Like, the Yankees' local outlet, besides MSG, was Fox. And it may have been 20 games a year. Right, it wasn't much. A very small number. And so Yankee fans, I'm sure there are some in that age demographic, maybe in their early 30s, who remember McCarver with the Yankees. But it's not the same. They it's not identifiable. So, they remember more so for doing all the postseason games that the Yankees yes. were in I think, that the Mets didn't have. I think Tim McCarver did more Yankee games as a postseason <laughs> national right. announcer. Now, we did get right. a yeah, call. You started the show about the importance of regular season baseball games. Yeah, back then we didn't care. <laughs> 98, 99, 2000. I don't remember any regular right. season imagine games. It was being, just, I was just waiting for the World Series to start. Imagine being a Met fan saying that regular season baseball doesn't count. I know. How many times have you made the postseason in your life? In, in fairness, a part of why I think we are headed towards that world is not just the expectations that the Mets have and the Yankees have, but that six teams make the playoffs. I know. No, it's it's changed. There's no question. Like, there was a time, it, this was when I was much younger, but for our older listeners, where two teams made the playoffs. Then we expanded it a little bit. Then we were like, ooh, let's add a wild card and extra division. And four teams made the playoffs. Then we went crazy a decade ago and said, let's get to five. Now we're at six. And once you're at six, the structure is different. But don't you think, too, the structure of the postseason is different? Not just the amount of teams, but you're talking about the series, right? Like if you have a three-game series, anything could happen. If you keep playing seven-game series, maybe it values it more. If the Phillies didn't go on this run, we probably wouldn't be feeling this way. Maybe a little bit. But the fact that the Phillies stunk in the regular season, especially in comparison, finished, what, 14 games behind both the Mets and the Braves? Third-place team. And they went to the World Series. So that plays a part. But also the short series in the postseason, that does play a big factor. Buck Showalter said the other day, I watched every word of his press conference, and he he goes on these weird diatribes. Oh, don't you love him? I love Buck. Do I love him? Yes, don't I, you love him? Yeah, I love him. Mary Buckmas. Come on, what's not to love? I, I like him. Yeah, he's fine. Who'd you want, Quattraro or whatever? No, I'm not, I'm not re-debating oh, okay. the manager debate. I like Buck Showalter. I just want to you say you actually like a Mets manager. I do like Buck. Okay. I just don't fawn over everything that comes out of his oh, mouth. Oh, my That's God. Why are you he, so negative? I'm not negative. What did I say it was negative? When he mispronounces Chipotle, I'm not like, oh, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh, me neither. Who cares about that? Okay. I love Buck. Buck's great. But Buck went on a diatribe yesterday, and he does this on his own. I think I think it is sometimes very endearing, where he was talking about the playoffs and getting knocked out, and he says, you know, I don't really have a good Buck imitation, so I don't know if I should right. do one. Well, you know. Nah, it's not yeah, it's one. terrible. Just stick to the normal voice. Okay. 
it, every playoff series should be best of seven with no off days. And I've heard other managers say that hmm. because he said that best mimics the regular season. And so, How about nope. one off day? No off days? You're going to no, have one off day. No off day because he wants the five-man rotation to come into play. Uh, most of the time it doesn't. You know, in the postseason, you don't need a fifth starter. So his idea was best of seven, best of seven, best of seven with zero off days. It's obviously never going to happen. But his point is very similar to what you best said. Best of which seven is, could happen, no? Uh, more games, more money. Why not? Here's why. In 1995, really 1994, but 1995, they added the divisional series. Mm-hmm. It was best of five. It is now 2023. It is still best of five. Yeah, but they're bringing They haven't more... expanded to it. Yeah, that doesn't mean that they won't ever. I mean, how many years was it just the two teams in the National League, you know, East and West or whatever, American League East I, and West would win? I, I, like, it wouldn't stun me. I just don't see it happening anytime soon. They just had a brand new CBA where they were no, looking the at NBA did it. What was that? NBA did it. They did. I hate that, by the way. It's the I feel well, the, the exact opposite. The, yeah, exactly. They're the one sport that should have a shorter series. Just let's move on. We all know the first round's a buy anyway. Exactly, and it gives you the more of an opportunity for an upset, basically. That's the appeal of it. But I've heard managers say that, hey, let's just play, you know, seven straight games or five straight games. By the way, uh, with Tim McCarver, we're talking about him because if you're just tuning in, unfortunately, he passed away today at the age of, I think he's 81 or 82 years old. One of the callers earlier mentioned that Tim McCarver, and I completely forgot about this, Big Mac forgot about this, 81, that McCarver successfully basically called the Luis Gonzalez hit against Mariano Rivera in Game 7 of 01. And I understand that's a painful moment, but that right before Gonzalez blooped in the single, McCarver brought up the, the risk of the infield coming in. Here is the call that Tim McCarver had. Yankee fans, I apologize, but this is history. One problem is Rivera throws inside the left-handers, and left-handers get a lot of broken bad hits in the shallow outfield, the shallow part of the outfield. That's the danger in bringing the infield in with a guy like Rivera on the mound. Then I assume the next pitch is the hit? Oh, okay. Joe Buck's doing his silent treatment. Oh, there it is. That's insane. You just talked over the best part. What's wrong with you? No, Can you let I, it you play couldn't out? wait another two Good seconds. Good goodness. I, we I, waited all that time with that silence. I was trying to give the Yankee fans the benefit of not hearing that call. So you're welcome, Yankee fans. Oh, to, man. Yeah, we to, know what happened. You don't need to hear <laughs> Joe Buck scream. How the hard Diamond did you backs. celebrate afterward? Uh, in 2001... Very, very hard. I legit had champagne on ice. And it's pathetic. I know. I'm sorry to say that now. I've evolved. But back then, I mean, that was something to sell. The dynasty was at least that curtailed for a moment. That was, and now it's 22 years later. I, I think I would still say this in my lifetime, pound for pound, the greatest World Series I've ever seen. Oh, God. The, the home runs from Brocious coming back when the, they were dead against, yeah. uh, what was it, Kim? Be young, Kim, young, Kim. Kim yeah. Yeah. The comebacks in game four and five, you're right. Tino, right? But then think about the pitching matchup for game seven. You had Roger Clemens against Kurt Schilling, two guys who should be in the Hall of Fame. And you had Randy Johnson coming out of the bullpen for Arizona. You had Mariano Rivera coming out of the bullpen from the Yankees. Soriano hits that homer. It's game over. Yankees are going to win again. Rivera the, coming in. No, that, the mere star power of that game, yeah. I don't think it'll ever be matched. Like, you could come up with any other game. Like, I know we've had some great World Series. St. Louis, Texas would jump out at me from 2011. But the star power, the back-and-forth nature of it, 
which does have me thinking about this year's Super Bowl. Where does that rank in terms of all-time great games? Obviously, 2007 is number one. And number two, I don't think there's any argument, oh, God. is 2016. I knew you were tell saying. me, Sal, how high would you put 2016 up that list? Because that's unbelievable. You know, 28 was... to 3, one team's <laughs> leading another team. They're destined to win a championship. I... Forget all the other games. Forget the rankings. Specifically 2016, Sal. Tell me more about that game. I've said this a lot on the air, but I don't know if I've ever said it to your face. I hate you. <laughs> and I, it's the worst Super Bowl ever. It actually knocked fandom out of me. You can't have that happen. And they just replayed it again because Brady retired again. So they're replaying it. I've never watched that game back, Super Bowl 51. But I did this time. I couldn't look away. And every play, I'm like, no. Like, I'm thinking a different result is going to happen. Worst Super Bowl of all time. I would. I, all, can't, I still can't believe it. No, I, listen, I can't either, man. Lost a lot of money that night. I know that's a lot different than your fandom. Well, I had but. them too, but like, come on, as your fandom. What did I do to deserve that as a fan? The lowly Atlanta Falcons, the crappy, irrelevant Atlanta Falcons. Why even become a fan of them? What, because I liked Deion Sanders and bought a starter jacket as a young kid? That led me to enduring the worst loss in the history of the sport as a fan? Come on, that's not right. What did I do? I feel sort of bad. I'm sorry. Don't I bring apologize. that up 28 to Listen, 3. Here's the here's the reality though, because it's been five days since the Super Bowl. Is that where we're at? Four or five days? That was a great game. Was you actually even... think it was a great game or no? You were just well, messing I, around. No, it I, wasn't really a great game. I think it was a very great. No, I think it was a gr- great game. I thought the ending, even though it was a legitimate defensive hole call, we could have had a oh, better no, no, ending. I'm talking about the other Super Bowl, 28 to 3. The, the legit Was yeah. it a great game? Yeah. I think a lot of times in sports, I even say this about WrestleMania, it's very similar. You're oh, defined by the ending. And so a game could suck for the first three quarters. Like, I'll give you a great example. It's not really a great example at all. Uh, Pistons-Spurs 2005 NBA Finals. No one remembers it. It was a seven-game series. The games were terrible. Like, it was awful. But in the fourth quarter of Game 7, it was a close game. How the hell do you remember this? Because I love basketball. And it was Game 7 of the NBA Finals. So when I think of 2005, I don't necessarily think about, wow, the first six games stunk. I think of a seven-game series where the fourth quarter of Game 7 was undecided. So to answer your question, it's a great game because of its ending, and I'm not doing that to clown. No, you. I know, but I can't comment on it because, from my perspective, the only thing I can think about is a team that I grew up rooting for I blew mean, the lead. So I don't know if people view that as a great game. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not. I'm not even joking. The other night, I thought to myself because I think sometimes too much we like to rank things in the immediacy of it. I thought last Sunday's game was a great game that unfortunately didn't have an all-time great ending because James Bradbury decided to help. Like, if there's no holding call and Butker kicks the field goal and they have Hertz a chance has, to come back down, yeah. We it could still have, was a great game, but we, I get what you said. We could have overtime. We could have a Jalen interception. We have a million different things that make Brady's it Brady's first Super Bowl has to be up there, right? Uh, since 1990. I'm only going to 1990 because okay. I saw them. Without missing a beat, I got 10 games that were better than five days ago. Right off really? the top. Really? Yes. I'll tell you right now. 10? 10. 10. Go ahead. Uh, 2007 Giants-Patriots. Okay. Okay. I was at that one. 2016, put it to the side. 2014, the interception, New England, Seattle. Okay. 1999, a half yard short. Right, another great one. Rams, Titans. 2008, Arizona, Pittsburgh, Santonio Holmes. Another good one. Okay. This one's very underrated. How many are we at right now? Five? I'm at five. Okay. This one's underrated, but I got to bring it up. 1997. Okay. It's Denver, Green Bay. Terrell Davis scores the game-winning touchdown to go up seven. The first for Elway. It's the first one. Favre gets the ball back a minute 30 to go, down seven, driving. 
I think he throws an interception or it was a turnover on downs, ends the Super Bowl. But think about it. You just like having Elway winning, Favre trying to come back. Yeah. Favre versus Elway, ball in the hands of Favre, final drive, seven-point game. And they won the year Very before, underrated. right? The Packers won the year the before? The Packers won right. the year before the they beat the Patriots. Right. Yes. Uh, 2003, New England, Carolina. That also fits the bill of, was it really a great game? But it had a great ending, mm. including That one his- I don't remember. Janet Jackson showed us. That I remember. I don't so, remember the game. Halftime show, sure. It's disgusting that oh, that's what you Janet. remember. Yeah, what do you mean? I had a Janet poster on my wall as a kid. What yeah, but she got me? vilified for that, and that bothers me. Bothers me. Agreed. Did you see the special that aired uh, not too long ago? No, I actually didn't. What was on, it on? Really? What was it on? Maybe I did, and I forgot. I have no idea. You see, Mac? Come on, somebody pick me up. Nobody saw that Janet Jackson special on the Super Bowl halftime? No. I, I'm interested, though, so tell me more. I mean, more. what, am I imagining this thing? Yeah, you, well, check it out. I'll yeah, Google you had some weird fantasy at night about Janet Jackson, and she met and you. And during the day, I love <laughs> Janet Jackson. No, but they went into detail, I thought, about covering that whole thing and how she was vilified for something that wasn't even really her no, fault. No, it wasn't. Yeah. But that, that was a great game. It was a game-winning field goal at the end. Yeah, the Carolina How'd you guys kick- miss that with Craigie? I'm sure he uh, Craig watched When that. was it? Recently. It was, it was on uh, Hulu, Sal. There you go. Thank you. So what, what is it called? The dressing down of Janet Jackson. Yeah, no, I'm inter- I'm gonna watch it now. Yeah, that's something to watch. My wife will be. I think it was that. a two part. If I'm not mistaken, it was a two part. It could be just maybe they have it. In you don't remember the game though at all? Carolina no. against New England. I don't remember. What I remember about that game is Moose bought me back a T-shirt from the game. That's it. That's, that's my all he got you. What kind of friend is that? Mike and Chris are leaving you back, and he yeah, comes exactly. back with a stupid T-shirt. I worked back behind the scenes because they were going. I wasn't on the show at that point, but I yeah, that's what he got. So how many am I at now? Is that six? Yeah. Seven. Eight, give or take. 2001, Patriots beat the Rams, one of the great upsets in the history of the Super Bowl. Let's be perfectly honest about right. that. And then Giants-Bills, 1990, first Super Bowl I ever remember. You're not going to put the Eagles-Patriots on there? Yeah, I, yes. I, those Philly are, special? No, no, those are 10 I just named. You're right. The 11th is probably the Philly special game. That's why this recent game, as great as it was, in my lifetime, your lifetime, which goes back 33 years of I have to think, though, Bowls, this game was better than the uh, Patriots' Panthers game, which I don't even recall. Game-winning field goal at the end. And they actually had to drive. We weren't sitting yeah. there wasting our time waiting them to run out a clock after a defensive hold. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, you're right. I guess there have been some. You know, Super Bowls are usually known for being a lot of blowouts. There's well, been a ton of games where it's just like, oh, this game's so You know what's crazy about that? In my childhood and in your childhood, absolutely. A lot of blowouts. Matt, the first ones that I could remember were blowouts. But from 1999 on, you're wrong. Think about right. all the all those games I just named are in the last two decades. Now there were because great... the fix is in the NFL is making sure these games. The script was so brilliant. <laughs> they write just kidding! Scripts. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. No, but think about that. As good as the game was, and it was a good game, I just gave you ten that were better. Not bad. And if there's how no... long did it take you to come up with that list? Like, how are you finding time to do this? Stuff? Three minutes. It took three minutes. You just think back to games. That's all. I would have to go back and look them over and think about it. Some I remember off the top of my head, but the more recent ones I struggle with. The old ones I could remember well. The more recent ones, for some reason, it's like they all well, mush together. But, but Sal, the only thing that really I remember, and it's most people, is the defining moment of the game. Right. Like, I'm not breaking down every play from New England-Seattle, but we all remember the ending. It's an infamous ending in sure. NFL history. And I think a lot of times in sports and WrestleMania main events, you oh, defined. God. It's a great comparison. Top five WrestleManias. Oh, come on. Three, but, se- uh, three, five, six. Oh, you're not showing any bias? I'm just going three, five, six. That's it. I can't even think of another <laughs> one I like to put up there. Top three. <laughs> three, five, and six. You don't think 30 is up there? Which one was that? Exactly. Uh, how about 18? I know that one. Rock and Hogan, right? 
Rock and Hogan. That's up there, too. So those are four. I can't pick a five. You don't think 30 was great? Daniel Bryan, yes, yes, yes. Nah. Brock Lesnar defeating The Undertaker? I go back to my childhood, the 80s. That's now, you're biased. You're uh -oh. taking out all the recent ones. I admit. Well, that was the beginning. I mean, that's when it, you know. Oh, no, no, absolutely. Do you recall WrestleMania 3, 5, 6? Sal, I don't mean to brag, and I don't mean to get everybody so in awe of something I'm about to tell you. I can name every WrestleMania main event from 1 to 38. That is. In a row. Yeah, I don't know if you, that's not something I would bring up ever, <laughs> maybe. Oh, that's a topic at the bar. You know, can, I've got yeah, exactly. a weird skill. Yeah, exactly. Not only can I name every WrestleMania main event, I can name every president in order oh, from the beginning. Oh, my God. Now I'm out. Hey, that's it. The president. So WrestleMania is one thing. I'll deal with that. The president stuff, no thank you. President stays next week. That is true. Should be celebrating. I took off for it. We'll take more of your calls coming up at 877-337-6666. Plus, something fascinating from last night's Knicks game. And what did Shohei Otani say today that may excite all of us? It's Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk experts expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s you spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Parton and Roberts on the fan, WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. All right, let me give Kevin Durant a little bit of credit. Evan's getting emotional. I'm getting emotional. Break. Kevin Durant's doing his press conference in Phoenix, where there are Phoenix Funds fans there. So I guess it's like an Bizarre. interactive press conference. What the hell is that? I'm going to try to. Do you have the audio, Big Mac, the player, or do I have to send it to you? You tell me. Hello? Do you want me to send yeah, it to hello? you? Yeah, hello. Give me a second. I'm looking for it. Who has right. it? Uh, Ned's SNY, and we're okay. on SNY. Great job, SNY. Oh. Ned's videos on SNY has it, in which Duran is asked by Nick Friedel, who hopefully we never have to deal with again. No offense to Nick. He's a fine reporter, but 
I don't know. It's just Net fans couldn't stand him. It was okay. basically all about drama and, you know, hey, Kyrie, hey, Kevin Durant. Well, can you blame him? I'm not, I don't know anything about him, but I <laughs> no, mean. No, I can't blame him. exactly like he's the fault here. <laughs> Maybe Kyrie has something to do with that. I'm not blaming him. Yeah. I, I say that tongue-in-cheek. I'm right. glad he's gone. He's a great reporter. I'm just glad I don't have to hear him yeah. anymore. But Nick Friedel no longer, I guess, is going to be in Brooklyn, so he's in Phoenix and asks Durant to sum up his time in Brooklyn. So there are Suns fans there, and you'll hear it. Before Kevin answers, they start booing, which is just classless. Those classless losers in Phoenix. Seriously. Wow. Yeah, can you believe that? Anyhow, I, I can't the, believe you're calling the Suns fans losers. Why are they, why are they booing? Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Well, I, don't think they know, me, I don't think they know sports. So I mean, me, I just, they, they, you know, they don't like us. Serious question. We're at a Mets press conference. And Justin Verlander's asked to sum up his time in Houston. Yeah, you're not going to start booing Houston. Are we going to boo? Uh, no, that's stupid. It was I, stupid. It's ridiculous. I, so here's the audio and what Kevin Durant had to say. I assume it's the whole thing. You can play the whole thing. Go ahead. Kevin, Nick Friedel, ESPN. Maybe they're booing Nick. Hi. See, the way he says hi. <laughs> How would you sum up your time in Brooklyn? How would you sum up your time in Brooklyn? So now the crowd, and Nick la- laughs. He thinks it's hilarious. So they're booing. Duran has a very serious look on his face because he's going to pause before he answers. He's probably thinking, what the hell have I got myself into here? These people are booing this? Why? <laughs> he's thinking. It was, uh, here we go. It, here. Was, uh, it was a lot of ups and downs, but I love the grind. So, And everybody in Brooklyn loved the grind, too. So I built a family over there. It's, they're going to always be a part of my journey. Uh, so... We didn't accomplish what we wanted to accomplish as far as winning a championship, just like I told him, but I enjoy the grind. And everybody there, we tried our hardest every day, regardless of what was going on in the media, what was going on with our teammates. Everybody who was in that gym, we grinded. Evan, so you need some tissues guys. here? I get emotional to talk about him because that was a special four years of my career, coming <laughs> off of Achilles, and they helped me through a lot. So I don't have anything. Um... <laughs> Those classy Phoenix fans. <laughs> See, they, they, there you go, cheering them. Is there more of this? I don't know. I hope yeah, not. It was terrible no. how some stuff went down, but at the end of the day, I love the grind. And we all mm-hmm. love the grind there in Brooklyn, and I wish them the best going forward. They got a bright future. Oh, my God. Come on. That's pathetic. No, it's not. A pathetic is Kyrie Irving. <laughs> pathetic is Kyrie Irving, who basically said, mm-hmm. I knew after a minute I wanted out. They never respected my talent. Like, Kyrie Irving's approach after being traded, and you got to pick a side. You can't rip everybody. Kyrie Irving said, I'll burn it down after I burned it down. Kevin Durant made a choice. Now, I'm not getting emotional, mm-hmm. but he chose. You sure? I the, see you a little. No, I'm not, oh, okay. because I don't have that connection to Durant that I would have with DeGrom. He's not a homegrown guy. But I appreciate the fact that, A, he did try night in and night out. He I did. Just, uh, and I appreciate that he was classy on the way out, unlike the fat quitter in Philadelphia. Why? And unlike the burning man, Kyrie Irving, who burnt the whole thing down. Like, say what you want Hard about Durant. Out because he didn't like Kyrie. Uh, listen, he also quit on the floor, Sal. That one you can't the problem. Argue. He quit on the floor. How about the franchise that you root Sal, for? Sal, Sal, Go Sal, and Sal. get these guys. He quit on... You would have done the same thing. Everyone no, would have done the same. No, I wouldn't have. I said at the time. Nah, nah, nah. You Sell myself out? For what? Look what happened they were building the right way no. here's what i definitely wouldn't have done i definitely wouldn't have let them dictate who i hire as a head coach well first of all signing kevin durant and kyrie irving is a thing you do a hundred out of a hundred times you do they didn't give up anybody to sign them they didn't trade draft picks 
The only guy they lost as collateral was D'Angelo Russell. No who big ain't deal. That okay. good. Right. No big so deal. So the idea and no, don't, but, make, but, but, don't, don't make the argument. But, but, it's a dumb hold, argument. No, hold on a second. It's not because at the time, not only were there questions about Kyrie's knee, there were questions about Kyrie. I understand. And it proved but, to be true. But what they were building in Brooklyn was cute and fun. They were never going to win anything. They weren't. They weren't winning. How did they work out? They didn't win Does anything it, I'm either. Not, I'm not arguing it worked out. I'm arguing that you have to take that chance 100 out of 100 Did they times. have to trade for Harden? No, and I hated that. As Did they have human, to fire Atkinson well, and well, hire no, 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 a guy who doesn't know stop, what he's doing? Stop, one at a time. I wanted to destroy you on the first argument, and then we can go piece okay, by piece. Okay, let's go. The idea they shouldn't assign them is a foolish argument. If you finally come around on that, they had to. Come on. No, no, I get it. Stop, I'm just saying, let's, let's not make it like there wasn't reservations about Kyrie because there were. Of course there were reservations. Right. You still do it 100 out of 100 okay. times. You, you admit that now, right? Probably. Yeah, okay, thank you. Probably. I hated the Harden trade. I think that's documented here dribble, on this. Dribble, 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 <laughs> fat, fat, fat. <laughs> so that one. I love it. Yeah. What are we going to argue about? Right. I didn't want to make the trade. The coaching thing, it sucks. It's the NBA. I mean, if the stars don't want a certain coach, they don't want a certain coach. But that's why you don't do the deal. So you're saying that, oh, you do this 100 times out of 100. Yeah, I yeah, hate yeah, doing yeah. it because I don't believe in handing over control of the franchise to players, especially one who's been a problem wherever yeah. he's been before. If I could get Durant, sure. I have no issue with that. You hit on it. You hit on it. That's what you do to get Kevin Durant. But the point but is, how did it work out? See, it you know you felt dirty it doing it. Never felt you dirty. knew. That's you true. knew in your no. gut. Never that, felt dirty. No, no. To me, it would have felt. Ah, I know that this is not right. No. I don't feel good in my gut because I'm taking this guy because I really want the other guy. Yeah. That's. It doesn't feel right. Well, look, I, at, look what happened. It didn't work out. Well, it didn't work out. That I'm not arguing about. It was a colossal failure. But that doesn't mean that. The process was wrong. I'm sorry. When Cashman says that, it cracks me Do up. Do you think they wanted Kyrie Irving on their team? No. Then the process is wrong. Yeah, I think when you have a chance to get a talent like that, you've got to do it. But if, that's, if you blame one guy for the whole thing, Kyrie Irving. Uh, there you go. That's but, the whole point. No, the point is you still take the risks. Sal. This is not coming out of nowhere. Sal. It happened in Cleveland. Sal. It happened in I, Boston. I get you. I get you. But you, I don't know if you're listening. I still think the risk is worth it, even though it failed. No one's arguing that it failed. Uh, and I'm saying when that you, I'm not sure that it is. At the time, I was saying the same thing. Well, you know what's funny? You and I are going to be tested in the next three or four years because you know that the long-term plan for the New York Knicks and the long-term plan for the Brooklyn Nets is to do what? Get a With superstar. With all the draft capital they've collected. They may go down this road again. And if you've got a chance to get a guy as talented as Kevin Durant, you're going to do it. Right now, you can repeat to me that it failed. I know no, it no, failed. No, no, it's not. It's not of course you're it missing failed. the point. It's not just that it failed. Getting the superstars is not the problem. Kyrie Irving is yes. the problem. It turned. That was a, now. Remember, at the time, from a Knicks perspective, because we assumed that you know the Knicks were clearing the way for these guys. They wanted to come to New York. That was what we heard. Right. So even from that perspective, I was like, yeah, of course, KD. But Kyrie, I'm not so sure. I think, That's the problem. I he think was the that problem. you still had to do it because of the talent that Kevin was. And here's the truth about Durant that I do appreciate from his comments. I watched every second the man played in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. I will never question his effort. I will never question his desire to try to play. He did. And you guys can mock all you want the amount of games he missed. He missed games. He got hurt. How could I argue that? It wasn't because he didn't want to play. I can't say that about the other two guys. I can't say that they gave it all on their floor every time they were out there. Kevin Durant left it all out there. 
All I'm saying is I'm not getting emotional. I appreciate that the guy didn't have to burn it down when he left. Why could he, he simply said, I'm emotional thinking about my time there. I left it all there. <laughs> I got nothing bad to say. Meanwhile, Kyrie Irving couldn't wait to badmouth everybody when he left. Why couldn't Durant just stay here after Kyrie got dealt? That's a completely different argument. And So that's why I'm saying, like, he wanted to come here. He was the leader of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I know it's not his fault, but he's the he's the guy who made this whole okay. thing happen. So let me and then he leaves. So let's address that part. You're gonna make a great point. I'll agree with you that Kevin Durant is proving throughout his career that he wants to play with other superstars. He left Oklahoma City, because Russell wasn't the right guy, and they did blow a 3-1 lead to play with other superstars. He left Golden State to say, I'm not getting to a better team, but I want to play with other superstars. Once they traded Irving, what my understanding is he didn't say trade me now. He said you better get me another co-star. Because with all due respect to Spencer Dinwiddie and Cam Thomas, they ain't it. And the Nets made calls, and they made attempts to trade for guys, specifically Pascal Siakam. They made a decision once they realized, wait a second, this is going to cost us everything. We're probably better off not doing it and saying to Kevin, look, this isn't going to work. And Kevin wanted to be with Finally, some self-respect. I can understand that from the organizational standpoint. I just have a uh, – look, you're, you're right about Durant. Nobody would ever question his ability or his desire or passion for the game. You get hurt, you get hurt. It is what it is. But he started this whole thing. It is a ref- – I know it's his boy, Kyrie, that did it. He, It's a reflection okay. on Durant so as well. I haven't heard this yet. Apparently, he talks about, what, Kyrie Irving's trade request? Yes. So let's hear what Kevin Durant – now, I may turn on himself because I don't know what he's about to say. What Mm. Kevin Durant said today about Kyrie Irving's trade request. I want to know, what was your reaction to Kyrie's trade request? Is there any part of you disappointed that you couldn't have finished what you started? Yeah, I was upset that we couldn't finish. I thought we had some good momentum. We were uh, finally building the culture that we always wanted. Um, I felt like every game we were building our chemistry. Um, Mm -hmm. But I didn't know what was going on with Kyrie and his situation with the organization. So... I didn't really focus on that. I only focused on what we were doing on the court. And uh, it was a blow to our team. It, it just took away our identity. He was a huge, huge part of what we do. Uh, his game, he's a Hall of Fame player, a great, great player that can do everything on the floor. And we relied on that. So without him, we didn't have a clear identity. So that was tough for me to stomach. And, and I love playing with those guys throughout the year. I felt like we had dudes that were stepping up and doing stuff that they didn't do on their previous team. So I enjoyed everything about it. And it was tough to not finish the season. But, um, you know, I just tried to move forward as quickly as I can and try to figure something out for myself, but also still focus on trying to rehab and get back. So it all happened so fast, but I'm glad it worked out this way. I mean, so what he's basically saying is what we just said. I wanted Kyrie to be there. We were playing well. I was mad when he demanded a trade. I looked around and said, I love you guys. We've played really well together, but we're not winning a championship, so I'm out. But he That's what he just said. But he brought Kyrie there. He brought the problem to the party no. and let the whole thing blow let me, up. Let me correct you on something. Kevin Durant didn't bring Kyrie Irving to Brooklyn. Well, he wanted him there. Kyrie Irving brought Kevin Durant to Brooklyn. That's the reality. Kevin Durant wasn't signing with the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie Irving was. No, and but Kevin I'm saying Durant they wanted, wanted to play with Kyrie Irving. Right, they if, wanted to play together. If Kyrie Irving grew up as a Knicks fan and said, I want to play with the Knicks, and you guys wanted to sign him, Kevin Durant would have been a Knicks. 
Like, I'm not under any delusions that Durant just wanted to start something new in Brooklyn or he liked Barkley Center or the Clays. He wanted to play with Kyrie Irving. Are they still calling it that, the Clays? No, it's dead now. Oh, okay. I'm just Thank using it now that. in this discussion. Okay. Kyrie Irving brought us into this world. He took us out. Like, that's the reality. <laughs> it's the truth. It's just, that's why you don't do it, though. No, you what, do, that, no you're wrong about Because that. of Kyrie's, Ev, he showed a pattern. Like, you're, you're basing it off of... We, we, this is not just out of nowhere. There was a pattern okay. of behavior from Kyrie you're, Irving you're right. that he was a problem. You're right, but... You took a chance against better judgment. That's the, what you did. Will this current construction of the Brooklyn Nets... You marry a girl NBA? who cheated on you. I agree. You know what you're getting yourself into. I totally get that. But are the current Brooklyn well, Nets she winning? she was hot. I had to do it because she was hot. <laughs> yeah, but she cheated on you. You thought she cheated on him and him and then you and you still... Uh, well, uh, you're right. You're, I'm not arguing with that. But when you have a chance to get Kevin DeGrant, who hasn't cheated on me, I'll take the risk with the crazy one. Are the Brooklyn Nets a championship contender right now? No. Okay. Are the New York Knicks? No. They're not. No. But, you know, Brunson's the best player in town, though, which no, is fun to say. No, by the way, no question. No doubt about it. New He's York, the best baby. player in this town right now. The New York team. But they can't win a championship. Hey, what do you think of Josh Hart? <laughs> what do I think of him? I think he's an ass. No, I'm kidding. He's fine. He's been a great addition. Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart. Yeah, but oh, it feels good to be back but on But you're top. bragging about a team that no, cannot I'm, I'm all kidding aside. I win know, a championship. Yeah. So wouldn't you take the risk, as risky as it is, to have a chance to win a championship? And don't respond by saying they didn't. I know they didn't. I know that. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that there was something in me that was not... Obviously, if he were, if there were no issues, it would be, oh my God, yeah, you got to do it every single time, regardless of the result. You got to do it every single time. But there was, regardless of the result, but yeah. there was something about him in particular that well, made people, even though he's a great player, and you watch him play, and you're thinking, man, if this guy could just stop with the bull crap, he's mm -hmm. an unbelievable, he's an incredible player, um, but one of the best I've ever seen, talent-wise. All I'm saying about Durant, and this is over now, okay? He's not a net anymore. Kyrie's not a net anymore. They don't have deep ties to the Nets where maybe we feel different about DeGrom and we're going to watch mm -hmm. every start. I'm done. It's over. The error didn't well, work. They used you for a couple they years. They did. And that's, that's but it, it made Durant cry at a press conference. And I appreciate that Kevin Durant didn't burn everybody at this press conference. He said, it didn't work out. I left it on the floor. He got emotional, and he moved on. The other two guys didn't do that. And that, that pissed me off. <laughs> so I appreciate that Kevin Durant didn't have to kick us in the you-know-what on the way out. Yeah. Plus, they got four first-round picks. And you know who may be the best player in New York, but he needs to prove it a little bit more? Mikael Bridges. Oh, yeah, Brooklyn Bridges. I don't oh, like yeah. that nickname. I heard about him. Well, that's not a bad one. It fits. So, the Nick game last night. Uh, they played great. They were fantastic. Can we talk about John Collins? Can we, can we discuss this? How short are his shorts, man? I mean, that that is 19. I feel like that's what you would wear. You think so? Yeah, I feel like it. I don't know that that to be the case, but I feel like you would wear those. Sal things. doesn't know, does he, fellas? He doesn't know? Okay. I guess we'll find out. Would I wear shorts like that? Well, Sal, every Baggy, day. sloppy dresser. Yeah, I should have probably done better. I don't wear boxers. I always wear shorts underneath my jeans. So let's see. You wear, you wear I, gym shorts underneath yeah. your jeans? So let's see. Am I what as What is short wrong with this guy? As John Collins. Now, you watching the game last night, I assume? I did, yeah. What do you think of how short his shorts are, man? No, I mean, it's a little short. Yeah. <laughs> it's now, Deont Deontay Murray also wears short shorts, but here's the difference. He hikes the socks up so high that you really can't tell. That it's that short. But, man, these are straight out of the 80s. 
I thought I was watching Larry Bird play basketball. Anyhow. Oh, this is. Can I look away here? How I don't short know if do you I want to see shorts? this. Oh, you see him already? Why am I looking? Ah, not too short, uh, yeah, man. I can't, it looks like pants from here. I can't even really tell. Yeah, they go up to like, my kneecap. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, not bad. I was going to wear my Knicks shorts today, but I thought that might be a little much. Plus, I didn't want Spike to you know yell at me for wearing shorts around the office. Oh, come on. Spike's not sure enough. Is he even me? here? No, he doesn't. No, 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 no. I used to get Fred Tess all the time. I go, Mike. He's like, what? What's wrong? I go, you're wearing flip-flops and shorts. That's against the dress code, big guy. Dress code. There is no dress code for me. <laughs> I make the dress code. <laughs> right. By the way, did you hear the duck signed Al Albuquerque? <laughs> That's Alberto Luis Albuquerque. Ah, okay. You know what's funny? That For those who don't understand that reference, <laughs> a guy called in, uh, I guess it was in 2011, to ask about Al Albuquerque, who was a relief pitcher for the Detroit Tigers. I think it was in the midst of the ALDS. Yeah. And Mike didn't know who he was. Happens. You know, maybe we don't know everybody. I didn't either. Craig Carton certainly didn't. <laughs> and he'd be the first to tell uh, you. Did Craig know who Verlander or Scherzer were? At the uh, time? He was a little confused. I had to clarify for him. Okay. So Mike basically thought it was a joke. You know, Al Albuquerque. Oh yeah. Okay. What's his What's his brother's name? Santa Fe. Okay. He didn't say that. I get it. Al Albuquerque. Okay. But Al- he was obviously a real relief pitcher. And so then he comes back from break and says, I, okay, I thought I didn't know he meant Alberto Luis Albuquerque. <laughs> I knew him as Alberto Luis Albuquerque. Uh, but Al Albuquerque is now known by more people because of that moment. Right. Mike made him famous. He made his ass famous. And that is why that sign hangs on that door, that beautifully handwritten sign to pay respect for the GOAT. 30 <laughs> years of dominance. <laughs> you know you're the GOAT when you can make Al Albuquerque relevant. <laughs> right. That's a good one. Keith in Branchburg, New Jersey. What's up, Keith? Hey, what's going on, brother? What's up, man? Uh, I kind of got to shut you down on what you guys just played over with the uh, Kevin Durant thing. Go ahead. I'd love to hear it. Why do you think he got booed? By Phoenix Suns fans? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think they heard the name of another team and instantly just had that reaction of boo. I don't think there was anything deeper than that. Why? What say you? Who is one of the famous players to play for the Phoenix Suns? Uh, Jason Kidd. Steve Nash. Steve Nash. Ooh. Stephon Marbury. <laughs> Who just got ran out of town in Brooklyn. That's a good one. Steve Nash. That, you know what, Keith? That's interesting. I didn't think of that. Did you think of that, Sam? No, of course not. Yeah, so then why don't they boo Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant demanded Steve Nash get fired. I'm just, you know, we're being fair. Phoenix Sun fans are angry that Steve Nash was treated badly. Kevin Durant demanded that Steve Nash get fired. So maybe Kevin Durant should be booed when he's introduced for the first time as a player for the Brooklyn Nets. But obviously they're not going to do that. I think the call brings up an excellent point that we didn't think of. It's it's at least just That's to not- say, hey, you treated that. You know, if somebody did that to Piazza, whoever it may be, we may be That's, looking- that's not the reason they booed. That's, I'm, I'm just saying it's not. It's a, I think a it's plausible. A, no, I think it's a really good idea. I give Keith credit, but as we try to examine why Sun fans booed the name Brooklyn Nets when Kevin Durant was being asked, I think it was the ex girlfriend. Like if someone's asked about the ex girlfriend, the new girlfriend is going to boo the name of the ex girlfriend to follow your analogy. Hmm. I don't think it was any deeper than that. You lost me with that one. I'm a little yeah, confused. Doesn't, here. Doesn't Who's make, dating who? I'm, okay, I'm lost. Yeah, I think it was Brandon and Kelly. And then Dylan announced Kelly was there, and Brandon started. You still bullying. watching nine hundred two one zero reruns? It's a lifestyle, man. You, seriously, do you still watch it? And is there a new? They did like a um, a reboot of it, or it no? was amazing. Yes. Okay. It got canceled after one season. What a huge mistake! So what they did, and this is such a brilliant idea. The I'm going to walk you through this because it's confusing, but it's great yeah. once I explain it. The actors played themselves. 
Okay. So Jason Priestley is Jason Priestley. Jenny Garth is Jenny Garth. In the show, they're themselves. They're playing themselves about to film a 90210 remake. And that's the synopsis of the show. So you're following Jason Priestley, following a script, obviously, mm -hmm. Jenny Garth, as they're filming the reboot of 90210. I think it's a brilliant idea. And it didn't work. I thought it was great. It did not work. Okay. Got canceled after one season. But there is a podcast out there. It's called 9021OMG. Not sure if you've heard of this. Are you hosting it? I I wish, no. man. No, why not? Throw it up there with the Rico and you're good to go. How many let more pioneers? You know, yeah, I think you need more airtime. I'd pay them to let me uh, host that podcast. If you reached out, they would 100% let you do like a guest appearance host. No doubt. No. So basically, no. Tori Spelling and Jenny Garth rewatch episodes and then break it down. That sounds fun. Thank you. I'd love to do that on a show that's not 90210. What show would you want to do it on? Uh, say by the bell, maybe. But you're not an actor. You weren't in the show. Like, that is true. They're talking about a show they were in. Yeah, that is true. They have insight that you we You want to rewatch Lost and then break down well, each I didn't episode? Say, I didn't say that I need to you know, have the info. I just said I would love to do that. Wouldn't it be fun to go back and watch or even old wrestling pay-per-view? Whatever it may be. The old things. Like I actually that. did that with Rico Bronia last week. Oh, I saw you tweeting about we, that. We watched Game 7 of the 86 World Series. The whole thing you rewatched? The whole game. And, and, and by the way, a lot of people did because I've gotten a lot of emails about it. Then we did a podcast reacting to the game, breaking down every aspect of that game. Oh, I thought you did like a live watch as the podcast. Nah, that would take too long. That would take too long, and everyone's got to watch it on their own time. But it was a lot of fun, and a lot of people ended up rewatching it, and it's a game that... Obviously, I didn't watch when it first occurred. I was Where only three years old. Where do you have all this freaking time, dude? You're watching 90210. You're doing podcasts. You're watching Game 7 of the 86 World Series. You're watching Nets. You're going to Nets games. I mean, what, what is going on here? I'm going to give you an answer. I'm going to look Two you in the eye. Two kids at home. I don't understand. I can't figure it out. I want you to look me in the eyes when I say this. You know where the time comes from? Where? I don't freaking sleep, Sal. There's no such thing as sleep. Me neither, but I don't have that time. So at 2 a.m., I'm not listening to you screaming some caller who's a jackass. Right. I'm re-watching Game 7 Well, of then the when do you listen World to me? Series. Because you said you do listen. When is that exactly? The rewind. So sometimes in the morning, I listen to Little Boomer Geo, right. Little Salicata. I switch off back and forth. I go back because on the Odyssey app, you can get, like, the segments. The free so Odyssey I'll, app. Yeah. So I'll rewind and it'll say, Sal screams at Roscoe. For saying that Sal's an idiot. Right. And I'll click on it, and all of a sudden it'll be like, Roscoe, you're a moron. Bah, okay. bah, bah. Right. And I'll listen to it. Then I'll be like, nah, I'm in the mood for Boomer and Geo. I'll go live, I'll listen to Boomer and Geo rank every part-time host here at WFAN. So it's like a real eclectic mix for my ears. So you actually you have to sleep at some point. Yeah, I say between 3 and 5.30. You you gotta get more sleep. Nah, than that. I'm kidding. I sleep a little bit more than that. I was gonna say that at least explains the physical uh, appearance here. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Yeah, you look like you haven't slept in weeks. Well, now I know why you haven't. Okay. That is true. Oh, I saw you. Doesn't even have time to get undressed. He just takes his pants <laughs> off and goes right to bed. That's Doesn't have to put on pajamas. That's how he saves time. Yeah, he goes to sleep in those shorts, throws <laughs> yeah, on just, jeans, comes Just take on. the jeans off, and he's in pajamas. He's ready to go to sleep. He's right. Come on, dude. Right. That's embarrassing. Throw on a pair of boxers. Why is that embarrassing? Who's seeing it? It's it's not comfortable. I'm very comfortable. Those shorts are baggy. You can't wear jeans properly with that. Oh, I feel good. Do I look weird? I mean, I'm wearing my jeans now. You can't see it. Do I, I look mean, all right? Not That's really. Really. How do I look? How's my uh, rear end? Do I look all right? Not really. It looks like, like it looks my like dad would dress like that. Well, I'm a dad, Sal. No, I, I know, got two freaking kids. Yeah, well, you dress the part for sure. Thank you. And you know. dress the part as a 16-year-old virgin. Good for you.
Oh, no, come on. If I take the jersey off, I'm dressed like an adult. I mean, I got nice <laughs> jeans. This is actually the first week. This is the first week since even before the pandemic. I've worn jeans every day this week. You're nice wearing pants. a basketball wear jersey. This for you. I wore this for you. <laughs> this is an authentic Starks jersey. I broke it out today for you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I saw something very, very bizarre the other night that I can't get out of my eyes. It was the most bizarre wedding I've ever witnessed. I'll share it with you coming up, plus more of your calls at 877-337-6666. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 